You're listening to the American Century Investments Podcast. Through the eyes of our thought leaders, hear what's affected markets over the past 90 days, what's on the horizon, and our take on it all. I'm Maria Huggins, and today I'm joined by Charles Tan, Co-Chief Investment Officer, Global Fixed Income. Charles, thanks for joining me. Thank you. So Charles, what were your takeaways from Q1? What happened last quarter that will likely be influential during the rest of this year? So in the first quarter of this year, uh, we have witnessed a broad-based uh, sharp rally across all the risk markets, equity, high yield, bank loans, uh, and EM. Uh, it's almost a complete reversal of what happened in the fourth quarter of last year, which was a panic sell-off across the board. So what triggered a sharp turnaround? Uh, in three words, the Federal Reserve. So in a short span, about 40 days, uh, between their December meeting and their January meeting, they went from projecting uh, two rate hikes in 2019 and holding their uh, QT program steady to today's stance of seeing no rate hike in 2019 and uh, possibly only one in 2020, and will actually stop their uh, QT program uh, very uh, quickly. This is a classic example of when the Fed was calm, the market panicked. When the Fed started to panic, the market rallied. So the Fed's 180 has rescued the market from a sharp sell-off. Uh, the question now is, after the rally, uh, can the Fed policy uh, rescue the slowing economy? What do you expect as far as major headwinds on the horizon? There are a couple headwinds we see over the horizon. Uh, the first is, you know, synchronize the global slowdown. You know, we have seen growth has been uh, very sluggish out of uh, Europe, uh, out of uh, China, and uh, here as well in the U.S. Uh, that is likely to continue through the first half of 2019. And the other big headwind uh, is the fact that you know, we have rallied so much uh, since the sell-off in December. Valuation has got tighter. So the tension now is between are there going to be more green shoots uh, sprouting around in the world and you know, what will we do uh, with uh, you know, the tighter uh, valuation. Now let's talk tailwinds. What should investors take note of in 2019? I think there, there have been uh, some fairly significant um, stimulus policy, both from the monetary uh, front as well as from the fiscal front. On the monetary front, uh, we just mentioned about you know, Fed has changed its uh, monetary policy to a very significant dovish uh, pivot. It is also possible that you know, with a slowdown in Europe, uh, the European Central Bank may follow the lead of the U.S. Fed uh, to pivot more dovishly in its monetary policy. Another significant tailwind, as we can see, uh, is the very aggressive fiscal stimulus policy uh, implemented by the Chinese government. Uh, they've been very aggressive uh, in cutting their taxes, uh, in subsidizing their economies and the companies, and so hopefully that will also generate uh, some growth from that very important part of the world economy. And there's also a ripple effect uh, that you know, Chinese growth will also help European companies, in particular German companies, which export a lot to China to stabilize. I think we can also probably uh, benefit from some lower oil prices over the past year. Uh, that's going to be also uh, important for turning around inflation and growth in uh, Europe in particular. 
There have been a lot of things in the news as far as the macroeconomic environment with Brexit, U.S.-China trade relations, forecasts to slowing global economic and profit growth, and the list goes on. My question here is, which of these factors do you expect to most impact your team's investment decisions? We think the, the two most important factors we're considering and debating uh, is, you know, to what extent uh, the very dovish pivot uh, by the Fed uh, will uh, impact the real economy. Uh, will it, you know, rescue the economy from uh, continued uh, slowdown and slide into recession? Or will it be sufficient to uh, generate uh, another round of economic growth? Uh, I think the jury is still out. Uh, we need more time for their policy to uh, play out. Another Im very important uh, factor is the, you know, the U.S.-China trade deal. And uh, if uh, both sides can come to some kind of agreement, uh, that will take the downside risk away from the market and it will uh, go a long way to stabilize both global trade, global economy, as well as market sentiment. Now, having said that, uh, we do believe uh, the U.S.-China relationship over the long run is going to change significantly uh, from a strategic cooperation in the past to strategic rivalries. So it's going to have uh, negative impact uh, for the world economy and the world politics, uh, but at least in the foreseeable future, a trade deal will stabilize uh, the economy and also market sentiment. Let's talk about the Fed and the yield curve. The Fed has gone pretty dovish, more than some expected. Do you expect the Fed to raise rates again this year in 2019? The Fed in its uh, March meeting uh, predicted no rate hike in 2019 and a possible one in 2020. Uh, but the Fed has also significantly raised the bar for further rate hikes. They have shifted from a framework of overshooting on inflation. If you listen to some of the Federal Open Market Committee members, such as the Chicago President uh, Charles Evans, he mentioned recently that in his targeting for 2.5% of inflation as measured by PCE, core PCE index. Now, when was the last time you know, the PCE hit 2.5%? Uh, it was almost 25 years ago. So the hurdle to have further rate hikes uh, is very, very high at this point. The Federal Reserve announced its decision to hold rates steady and the yield curve responded. Are you troubled by the slope of the yield curve? Do you think it's an indicator that a, a recession is on the horizon? The market uh, is very obsessed with yield curve inversion at this point. And uh, for good reasons, because uh, if you look at the past the 50 years, the six recessions we had, they were all preceded by yield curve inversion. Uh, but then there are also a few times the inversion did not lead to recession. And uh, so I think what history suggests here is that uh, the inversion needs to be uh, at least 15 basis points for at least 10 weeks long. Uh, so whether the current inversion will lead to a recession Time will tell. Uh, but what it does indicate is that the market has very significant concerns about lack of growth or lack of inflation or both. We're nearing the end of the credit cycle. Do you think there's still value in corporate bonds at this point? If you look at what happened over the past two quarters in the credit markets, take high yield for example. At the beginning of the fourth quarter last year, the high yield spreads was about a low 300 basis points. And through the fourth quarter sell-up, it widened significantly to over 500. 
since then has tightened back to about you know, um, 175 basis points. So we are probably seeing a little bit more upside left in the credit markets. But then it's important to keep in mind that we're at a very late uh, credit cycle. And uh, you know, default rate are expected to pick up over the next uh, 12 and two to 18 months time horizon. And so it's probably a good time to think about your portfolio and start to put some hedges and you know, caution into your portfolio. Right now, we are uh, overweighting uh, sectors uh, that are more steady and will be less vulnerable to economic slowdown, such as the banking sector, uh, the, the municipal sector, uh, the TMT, uh, and also uh, in energy space, uh, the, the midstream pipelines. And we haven't talked about Brexit. There's obviously a lot of ongoing Brexit uncertainty. So how are you positioning for that? The Brexit is frankly very difficult to position because uh, it almost has a binary outcome. And uh, I think the current uh, prevailing thought in the market is that eventually they're going to work out something that's less uh, likely to be disruptive to the market. Uh, so that is also a view that we're currently uh, holding on to. There's time to play offense and there's time to play defense. Uh, when risk is uh, not worth taking and at turning points of the economic cycle, it's probably best to uh, play some defense in your portfolio. The opinions expressed are those of American Century Investments or the portfolio manager and are no guarantee of the future performance of any American Century Investments portfolio. This information is for educational purposes only and is not intended as investment advice. Investment return and principal value of security investments will fluctuate. The value at the time of redemption may be more or less than the original cost. Past performance is no guarantee of future results.